Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Uh, here we are. Another week. <laughs> another life. A new life for me, and I'm feeling good. <laughs> you need some both. Who died today? <laughs> so, I, I, she's either long dead already, you know. <laughs> Well, I don't want to jinx that. (laughs) She's been gone quite a while, so it's okay. That's why I thought it was okay to say that. If I ever wrote an autobiography, Dean, that's what I would go with. It's um, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, Simon Phoebe's book. All right, that's that's actually quite a... No one's used that before, I think. Well, no, there's not a lot of Simon Phoebe's that have written (laughs) autobiographies. (laughs) No one's written your autobiography. Logically impossible if you haven't. If they have, I will be absolutely damping. Anyway, (laughs) enough absolute chip. (laughs) What are you going to show me this week, Dean? Well, this is a slightly complex one, so I'm going to ask you uh, for some patience as I elaborate on what the hell it is I'm doing here. Now... This is a picture of the Nemesis roller coaster at Alton Towers. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, this was like probably, I think, the first roller coaster I remember seeing advertised on TV. It's yeah, quite old yeah. now, but it was like Alton Towers, new thing, Nemesis. It goes upside down multiple times, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. No, my uh, thing here isn't roller coasters, not Nemesis specifically or any other roller coaster. I get why those exist. I know they are a ride, amusement, they provide a thrill for people on them. Mm-hmm. And I know they're very popular. They have a lot of you know, a lot of people dedicated to them. That's sure. not what I'm. That's not what I'm getting at. Nor am I questioning the existence of Alton Towers or similar <laughs> parks because I get why those are a thing because yeah. they offer you entertainments that you can't have in your own home. <laughs> I'd love to see going to the council planning commission. We're going to build a outhouse, a gazebo. No, I thought I'd build a Victorian carousel. It's <laughs> 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 put in my garden in case I want to ride on a really ornate horse. <laughs> Like it's you just don't do like this is where you put all the stuff like this, which is provides you with entertainments that you can't have elsewhere. I do like that um you're giving all these disclaimers about Alton Towers. Just like we haven't done any disclaimers about our opinions up to this point now, but this is the thing that you're really worried about. Oh no, it's, Alton it's not... Towers fans coming to get you. <laughs> well, again, it's that episode where you read Mein Kampf. Yeah. In the accent, in the accent as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with what sounded like a dangerous level of enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, it was a Japanese accent as well, which is really doubly offensive. Yeah. In for a penny, you know. <laughs> Cut all that out. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's well, we we did. <laughs> um, so, but no, my point is that I'm not questioning the existence of those roller coasters. I'm questioning the concept or the behaviour which apparently is very common, of going to a place like Alton Towers mm-hmm. with the specific intention of riding these roller coasters yeah. and spending what seems to be like six hours of your day queuing for them. Just queuing, yeah, yeah. For yeah. what it, at most is a two-minute ride. Yeah. I don't find that logical at all. I know it's done because like I, I looked up earlier on, ticket prices Alton for a day ticket is like 36 quid minimum. That's now like doing this sort of the season but it may fluctuate but that's a fair amount of money yeah you have to get there as well yeah i mean most people don't live near Alton towers so if i went there it's like a three-hour drive more than mm. so to go there spend you know a, a, close to a day's wage to stand in a line for what five hours and then have 
two minutes maximum of adrenaline. I don't think that makes any sense. That's just my take on it, but it's a very common thing. My cousin's done it. A lot of people do do it. I don't get the appeal of that. I don't see why that's a logical behaviour. Hang on, Dean. So the thing that you've brought to the table this week is queuing. Well, not just queuing. It is. <laughs> I though, queue all the time, but it's the ratio of queuing to result right. that I find really one-sided. I've queued for up to 30 minutes to buy fags. And that's killing me. <laughs> Those fags will last you more than two minutes. And you didn't travel three hours and pay £30 the privilege of having those fags. Well, me as well done. <laughs> I guess. No, I'm could... not sure. I, I don't know where you're going with this, team. The, the things are there. You want to ride on it, you're going to have to pay to keep on it. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I'm just thinking that I don't see... Start that again. My contention is that it's weird that someone yeah. would want to spend... You know, most of a day. But they don't want to spend that time going in. Well, they must want to, to be willing to. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I, I've stood outside a toilet waiting to do a, a ablution. <laughs> yeah. But someone said you've got to wait two hours and travel three hours to the toilet and pay £30 of privilege. You probably wouldn't do it. Well, I'd be it's, absolutely furious, but I would do it. You'd be pissing a bush or something. <laughs> yeah. I'd... I'd I, do you know what I would do, Dean, if that was the case? Oh. I would uh, stand in the queue like that. God, where's this going? Yes. Uh, and I, as soon as I got to, right to the front of the queue to use the toilet, which I'd have to wait for like an hour and a half queue for, mm. I would just soil myself there and then. <laughs> half the crowd would be clapping, half the crowd would be booing. <laughs> where's this crowd come from all of a sudden? Sorry. No, well, there'd be a crowd. All the listeners, they'd be there. It's a really popular toilet, I guess. No, no, it's just our, our podcast listeners. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. I've um, given them advance warning. <laughs> hey, you want to meet Simon the Persian? Like, in brackets, he will be soiling himself with this thing. <laughs> so, support comes from Dean Bennett. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to piss himself. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's not as committed. To yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you show me up, Dean, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm headlining this gig. And if you show me up, that's it. I will never speak to you again. <laughs> as long as I know in advance what my role is yeah. in this surreal arrangement. Anyway, back to roller coasters and or queuing, whatever your thing is. Tell it to me again. Right. So I'm coming at this from my professional perspective is, okay, I'm going to invoke work here, I'm sorry, but the human brain has a sort of a constant um, process where it's always evaluating effort versus reward. So like you know, if you want to do something, they're like, do I really want to do it bad enough to invest the, the necessary effort and time into it? If not, why not? And that, that's always in flux. There's always a sort of... Um, you, know, you change your opinion, to you change your view, depending on what you do and how you feel and so on. So that's something the brain's doing all the time. And I just can't get to the point where I'm thinking, what I'm going to do is spend 40 quid and God knows how much it costs to get there to stand in a line for six hours so I can have two minutes of adrenaline. And I, I also I can't make that logical leap. <laughs> no, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. Well, like you, you don't have to agree. I'm just. I, this is disgusting behavior. This is sort of disgusting. You just sort of soil yourself in front of a crowd. I'm just saying, I don't quite get the. If a queue formed to watch me soil myself, and they could be waiting there all day because God knows where my bowels will move. And, uh, <laughs> 
And you and you were going to go to them, man to man, and say, "Why are you standing here? I yeah. don't understand this. Why do you exist?" <laughs> I probably won't. Why do you exist? Why does this whole problem? Why does this kid exist? Yeah. And they'd all be going, "Boo!" <laughs> we want to see Simon do a soiling. <laughs> I get innocent. I would ask that question. Why? Are you, what do you want? Why is this happening? I think. It may be due to the fact that I'm not any sort of adrenaline junkie, so I just don't get the appeal of... Yeah. If, if there was a queue, which was, you've worked all day, the hardest you've ever worked, right, Dean? Yeah. And there's a queue there for beds. Right. And you can have as long as you want to have a little lie down on that bed. Hmm. Are you telling me that if you had a queue for a bed, that you wouldn't queue for a bed, Dean? Um, no, I'm not telling you that, because... Of yes, yeah, so, point proved. No, it's not proved at all. You said I have as long as I want to. You said you don't want to queue four hours. You can have as long as you want if you're sleeping. Yeah, but if you said to me you want to queue four hours for this bed, you can have two minutes in it. I'd say fuck you. I'd go. I lie down in the bush. No rubbish. What? It, yeah, but the the two minutes you spent on it. Right. If if this was the only bed that you could get, right? Mm. Like these roller coasters, the only roller coasters you yeah. can get. And you really wanted a bed like these chumps really want a roller coaster, <laughs> you would kill as much as you could. And when you're on your bed, Dean, your dirty little bed, they, <laughs> it's my bed you, you don't even know time. <laughs> you don't even know time. You close your eyes and then you wake up. I guess if there's like these, a... <laughs> these people on the roller coaster, they appreciate time, Dean. You were there killing nine hours a day or whatever it is you do to kill for a bed. And you got the gall to criticise these people who were queuing for roller coasters. Well, you were stood there in a queue, soiling yourself in a queue, <laughs> asking people to bring you drinks, and pe- nobody would bring you a drink. No, they wouldn't. I wouldn't let them. Good grief, Dean. You guessed it. This is horrendous bit. I, I guess it's I'm going to have to edit all of this out, and we'll have to start again. I can't believe you've gone with this in podcasting. <laughs> I'm the guilty party here. Yeah. Simon can only shit when he's been watched by 50 people. <laughs> I'm the one who's like... Really I demand the crowd, Dean. I am given a crowd. How <laughs> yeah. was that? <laughs> I think this um, this train of thought, which led to this, which is something I have thought before, but I obviously didn't think I'd have a podcast about it. And obviously I'll never ring up again because it's gone down very badly. But it was on, um, again, on holiday, we see there's a water park where we were, and... The kids love it. They love the water slides. But I just like, oh, God, I have to climb up this spin steps. I'm, I'm soaking wet, direct sunshine, in a queue up among these, all these sweaty people in order to go down this fucking toilet tube, essentially, <laughs> <laughs> dropped face first into a pool at full force. <laughs> why is everyone enjoying this? Why, why am I doing this? I'm not doing it anymore. Fuck you. <laughs> and then my daughter starts crying. <laughs> Holy over. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I guess, I just, it's not really my my mindset. At all. It actually was so emphasized when a few months back we had an inset day in school. So we took kids to Peppa Pig World and they're a little bit too old for it now. So they did about an hour there and it goes, it's important theme park. So we're, let's find other stuff. Because it was uh, inset day and there was literally all, pretty much no one else around, there was no queue for anything. So we went all the big roller coasters, which you can go on from age four and upwards. And it was great because you know, we could just go, go on it walk around again, do it again and again, like 10 times each. And that was fun. But the idea of waiting like three hours, which is some, some of the cubes were saying, like from this point on, it's an hour. This point on, it's 30 minutes. So you, mm-hmm. The idea of waiting like an hour per roller coaster ride 
to just go that 90 seconds of you know, yeah. admittedly quite quite thrilling stuff. But, you know, it, it, I just didn't, the balance was all off for me. And it still is, despite your haranguing. <laughs> like, honestly come by opinions. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I do see a point. I was messing around. I know. <laughs> it's for the listener. We sacrifice it's our for friendship the for the listener. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, listeners, I hope you enjoy it. When I'm dead <laughs> within 12 months. <laughs> this is your legacy, son. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Dean's eulogy isn't A1 top class first star, yeah. then you'll know this is big. The, the podcast has ruined our friendship. <laughs> Simon died as he lived. Soiling himself in front of a massive crowd. <laughs> that's that's what this podcast is. It's collectively soiling ourselves yeah. each week for as many people as possible. <laughs> I'm whooping like a seal for attention. <laughs> oh, good times. What are we going to give this, Sandy? I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it a three out of five because I was anti it, but you sort of you've, you've, you've genuinely talked me around a bit. I, I forced so, you up, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the three out of five is in. Still don't get it, but I can't really begrudge anyone who does get it. That makes any sense. Okay. I'm going to give it a three out of five, too. I've listened to your arguments. I can't remember my own. You mostly have operated in public, so, you know. <laughs> which, which is really, that's neither here nor there when you think about it. Hello, welcome back, listeners. Uh, we're moving on to section two. And I'm going to show something to Dean now, which I found on YouTube uh, through the recommended video section. And it was a surprise to me. I'm going to play it in full because it's only a minute long, literally one minute. Um, the, the links will be there in the show description as always. Here we go, Dean. Ready? I'm ready. Before you put your duvet cover on, make sure that the duvet itself is sitting in the right position on your bed. Because a bed is rectangular, people put the duvet on in the same position, like that. Actually, a duvet goes across the bed. And because I'm always in a rush and I haven't got time to work this out, I've written bottom at the bottom of my duvet. Now, Jesus. let's put the cover on. The easiest way to put a duvet on is to turn it inside out and get on the bed yourself. So, I'm going to put my hands in the corners of the duvet. You can see it's inside out. And then grab hold of the duvet itself on the corner and the second corner and hold that really tightly. Then stand up and you're going to flick the duvet over the top. Then button it up, tidy it up and put on your finishing touches. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Um... Wow, so that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, for listeners who haven't uh, checked it, that was Anthea Turner's guide to how to put on a duvet <laughs> cover on a bed. Now, was that? I've seen something about all these things before. I think it's on one of Charlie Brooker's shows where it's a weird show, and Anthea Turner sort of became a declared to be like the expert housewife and uh, was sort of telling people how to run their house. I think she's playing on that here, but that video is recent. Right. Okay. 2018. Yeah, it looked, it looked far more recent than that because I think in that one, Charlie Book pointed out that she was like doing the whole Gordon Ramsay thing uh, about people's houses, but looking utterly furious at anyone who didn't dust the countertops like often enough and stuff. It was just a you know, clearly a gimmick of some sort, but she looked genuinely mad at people. Mm. And I'm a bit annoyed because that technically 
in many ways, is how I put on a duvet cover, but I figured it out yeah. myself. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I thought that's, that's just how it's done, right? That's Yeah, yeah. That's how people put on duvet covers, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, okay. So I'm glad there's a video for it now. I mean, some people do struggle with it a bit, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the part which really threw me, which she said, the bed is a rectangle. <laughs> she held her hand up, pointed down. But that's not a rectangle. That's for a start. No, no. <laughs> so people put their bed on it like that, and it's actually more like this. <laughs> yeah. Could, could, could you not get a rectangle from somewhere? <laughs> really easy to come by. My daughter's make, made five this week. <laughs> yeah. I cut stuff out. What a, a piece of paper is a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you see rectangles everywhere in your yeah. daily day life. <laughs> people anything, know what a rectangle is. If anything, it is by far the most common shape I'm surrounded by at any given moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> a bed's a rectangle, but uses her fingers, which aren't rectangles. It was a, no. that really threw me. I, I, after, that, after that, I was, but somehow after watching that, I feel like I know less about how to put a duvet cover on now, even though I was doing oh. it the same way. Yeah. She made it doubt herself. Yeah. The fact yeah. she wrote bottom on the bottom part of the yes. duvet. <laughs> yes. That was disconcerting. Yeah. In huge letters. So she's destroying yeah. her duvet covers because that's yeah. going to bleed through to the other side, isn't it? Like, yeah. Either she does on a Sharpie, which is a terrible, yeah. terrible idea, or she's got one of those iron-on print things for school uniforms. No, I, th- I think if yeah. you look at it again, we won't play a few now, Dean, but the listeners can see that she's written that in permanent marker at the bottom of all her sheets, which is stupid because... Yeah. Nobody needs yeah. to be told yeah. how to put on a bedsheet, surely. Well, I would say, I bet there is. There's always many exceptions to such things. Like, you know, it's just common sense. It's That's not common, blah, blah, blah. But, but this seems excessive. The idea yeah. that you need a former blue creator presenter to tell you how to put on a duvet cover. <laughs> I, 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 maybe I'm just coming from a position of privilege here. <laughs> like some people say, I'd love to have a duvet. I won't know to put one on. It's all right. I would yeah. love to have a duvet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. that's um, I mean, duvets are a relatively modern invention in terms of you know blankets work. They're like fifty odd years old, aren't they? So it's all like, right. Yeah, because they've got those old blankets stuff, wasn't it? Blankets and shawls. Oh yeah, yeah, layers of blankets. Uh, yeah. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big sack of feathers was a new thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Very modern. Yeah. But nevertheless, though, if um, if you're looking at uh, how to put on a duvet cover plus Anthea plus Turner, <laughs> as you search, you've got enough money to have a... <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to see that one, yes. Yeah. Anthea Turner's a weird... She's doing sort of like a background noise of our childhoods because she was... Definitely, like, yeah. She was, blue, she was blue, blue Peter when, she, when we were younger, wasn't she? And she sort of became yeah. this omnipresent, just... I don't know how to describe it. Like just generic presenter of stuff. Yes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with a strangely weird social or personal life, which kept yeah. being brought up a lot. Yeah. That was the thing that like, group presenters always had a bit of a dark edge to them, didn't they? But yeah. Well, because they were young people. Given fame and money, yeah. Anthea Turner's different in that she was so squeaky clean mm. uh, that whenever there was any like shadow of darkness, it emphasized it. The weird thing I remember about Anthea Turner was, um, didn't you have that Men Behaving Badly annual one when you and we were kids? Can't remember. Go on. Men, it's a book about men behaving badly, but the the same vibe from that sort of show. And there's all like different uh, different bits here and there. But there was one thing about um, I think Auntie Auntie Turner was presented the lottery at the time or something. Yeah, yeah, she it. was yeah. the lottery presenter. And they say like, "Ooh, Auntie Turner's sexy. Let's make let's do these crude jokes about her." And it just felt really wrong. Mm. 
Like, I just she seems utterly sexless to me. Like, yeah. not that women should exist to you know, be sexually attracted to us. No, of course not. But it's saying that though, um, is this video caught in some kind of uh, minor you, perversion? I'm glad you brought this up because I have been uh, admonished <laughs> doing it myself before now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's sort of Anthea Turner on a bed going, "This is how you do a duvet." There's someone yeah. will, will will someone will be stimulated by that. Definitely, he, I think he says, yeah. continuing his uh, trying to be diplomatic about these filthy things and making it yeah, worse. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. There's something we'll have a sort of like, especially the whole um, uh, expert housewife thing, like very stern, very admonishing, very do as you're told. There's a, there's a, there's a very uh, there are very many communities who are into that sort of stuff, and um, yeah. more power to them if that's your thing. But this, but again, you can say about anything nowadays, and because like, internet's got so much stuff to offer and. Well, yeah, yeah. There are We've got friends who work in the sex industry who do things which are like ultimately not sexual to the majority of the population, but they they cater to a, a certain kink, which hmm. like a, a small amount of people have, yeah, and are willing to pay for it. So great, but Anthea Turner's doing this for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, I, it's again, like I say, why does this exist? What What's her, what's her goal here? It's, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. What's the end result for Anthea there to, to yeah. do this video where you're showing something which everybody already knows how to do? Or, or so everybody can do. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, if if you're capable enough to watch a video, if you think, oh, I don't know how to do a bedspread, who is thinking, like, I don't know how to put a bedspread on. I'm going to... Look for Anthea Turner to guide me on how to do this. Yeah, there surely are more simple routes. I I don't believe it exists where like there's there's, that correlation is there. Yeah, like the the Venn diagram of people who don't know how to put a duvet cover on and people who trust Anthea Turner for life advice. Exactly. Surely that's that's a very, very small overlap. Yeah. Not enough to sustain a career on. It's really, it's odd that also the video itself is such a sort of, it, normally these things like they, they tell you like tips and hacks or like, oh, you just have to do it quickly and efficiently. Yeah. This was just like, this is just the usual way to do standard it. standard procedure. Yeah, yeah. It's like someone said, I'll tell you the next video, how to boil an egg in five minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that, that's, that's how it's done. Yeah. yeah. You put it in boiling water and you leave it for five minutes and <laughs> yeah, they're just staring on the lens the entire time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's... It, yeah. it's really, it is. It, it is that. Straightforward. Yeah. How to make toast? <laughs> Put in the toast. Press it down. Now we've got this image of Antony doing loads of videos. He just stares at the camera, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for something to happen. Again, someone's probably into that. But yeah, it, will be. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to make of this. It's it's such a. I'm not. To, not that we're friends or anything. Maybe we can call her one day. But uh, it would be nice to. Sit down and talk to like what were you, what was your thinking here? Why did you think this was mm. a, a necessary thing to do? Maybe she's just bored. I accept that as an answer. It's got five thousand one hundred eighty views. This video, yeah, in since twenty eighteen, yeah, yeah, twenty eighteen. So that's what four years now as we're recording. Yeah, so a thousand views a year. It's I mean, for some someone's on telly, that's not great. This. It's, it's not a great deal, no. But she might be the number one fetishist for. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Maybe there's a longer video on her OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> OnlyFans the attorney. <laughs> 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 uh, Why are you going to give it a sending? I'll give it. Uh, I give it a two because I'm. It's it's too confusing for anything more. Mm. I want to know why she. 
really, it's very straightforward, very simple. Yes. That makes it that makes it too confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel I feel like it's damaged my knowledge of how to change doobie covers. Therefore, I'm resenting of that. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a two. I like it. Um I'm gonna give it um oh I think I might give it a four. Ooh, okay. What are you thinking there? Oh no, I'm gonna give it two. I'm gonna give it two. I've gone from four to two because yeah, I've talked you down. <laughs> if you if you need the video, then <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, next break. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. We're on to section three. I'm coming around to it again now. I think it's good. It's yeah, good. It's, I think it's uh, good. Random Wikipedia article. We're sticking to our core principles of being random and un- unclear about what we're doing. That's right. Marvelous. Yeah. 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 And you got to have a core belief. I think so. Yeah. Here we go, Dean. Uh, you click a button, Dean. Three to one. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> we have another, what seems to be a sports person who is not from our country or sphere of awareness. Sven Erik Christensen, the retired male long distance runner from Denmark, who twice represented his native country at the European Athletics Championships during his career. 1982 and 86, he's a four time national marathon title in the men's marathon. 81, 86, 1991. There we go. That's all the information that we has about Sven Eric Christensen. Okay, Simon, your first thoughts. Um, I'm surprised that um, he's a national record winner for Denmark four times, mm-hmm. but he's only represented his native country twice in the European Championships. Oh, yeah. But I want to know what happened where... He couldn't represent this country in the other European athletics championships because I, as my understanding is, they happen every two years. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think when it comes to uh, you know, high performance athletics and stuff, mm. you you have a very narrow window, definitely, of your your physical capabilities and prime and stuff. So if they occur at a certain time of year, like you can maybe get like two or three Olympics out of you normally when you're at that sort of physical point of development where you can compete with other people know, at their very best. Say, okay, like you're 22, then you are obviously maybe peak physical shape. But then next Olympics, for example, you'd be 26, which is a, a big difference when it comes to yeah. physical, you know, you know the, the best of the best of the best of the best in, in physicality and demanding sports stuff. So I, I can sort of see like there is a sort of a narrow range of uh, opportunity to represent your country at the elite level. Hmm. That makes sense in that respect. But, yeah, he's, yes. wasn't he quite old when he first won? Um, by, 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 by modern standards, quite old when he first won the uh, marathon? Um, he won it, well, uh, 1984, and he was born in 1956. That's 28, isn't it? That's, that's not... That's that's not yeah, that's, that's not too bad. Not too bad, but it's a bit... Hmm. I've just had a little look, listeners, and my question was answered. Um the European Athletics Championship used to be every four years. Uh-huh. And after 2010, I think it was, they've it made it every two years. So, right. so- that explains that. Mm. Uh, yeah, 28, I guess, that's that's the peak 
Well, traditionally, that's the peak of, of any sportsman, really. They always say 27, 28, 29 is, yeah. is when you, you peak maximum, prowess. Yeah, that maximum combination of experience and physicality, yeah, that's, uh, mm. that, makes, that makes sense. And at that time frame, he did win the Dublin Marathon. <laughs> that's pretty, that's impressive. I, yes. I I am, um, we had the Cardiff Half Marathon not too long ago, mm-hmm. and some of the other football dads, uh, dads who take the kids football, not dads who play football. Um, because obviously I'm not a dad who plays football, but my other son was very keen. And they would they run it. And one of the guys like who you wouldn't expect, but he was like super fast. And some of the others were like quite a uh, good, decent pace, but like a, a more normal one. So we went down to watch them. They, the route came near our house by the lake. And the kids loved it. You know, they liked, so they hand out sweets and stuff. Everyone were passed and then was cheering everyone. But there was a woman next to me. <laughs> she was getting on my nerves because she was... <laughs> She was being to- totally benign and totally well-intentioned. I'm sure of this. But she was, because everyone's walking along, running along with their name tag on. And she was calling out encouragement to their names specifically. Right. Come on, Chris, you're doing really well. Come on, Elizabeth, you're doing great. Come on, Martin. Yes. Well done, Brian. Well done, Gemma. Like, you don't know these people. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you it was really annoying me. <laughs> it, yeah. like, it, it felt very... Really, um, I felt really forced, like, like your boss, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. like a politician. Stop lying. You're yeah. false. You're false bitch. You're a false bitch. <laughs> and after I said that, I was asked to leave <laughs> the route. But um, it's like when your boss, like, uh, or a politician, starts to, to leave people with their first name. Like, um, so what, I, what my policy is, uh, uh, Stephen, is going to be like, trying to create a connection with you, but yeah. clearly for their own agenda. And she wasn't doing that. She wasn't doing that at all. But she clearly thought this was a good thing to do. But I imagine my head, if I was running the marathon, I had some posh woman going, come along, Dean, you're doing really well. I said, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I don't want your pity. <laughs> hey, absolutely, I would be disgusted with that. Yeah. But I realise this is purely a me problem because I don't know, but it just really grated against my nerves the wrong way. Yeah. But also, it's, it's not an issue. I'm never going to run a marathon. I have no intention <laughs> of running a marathon. So, someone asked me once, have you ever run a marathon? About 26 miles? Said, yes. I haven't run 26 miles thus far in my life. <laughs> so I'm sure of that. <laughs> to date, the amount of time I spent running does not add up to 26. I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. I am gone 26 miles in the car or and or train without vomiting. I'm not gonna be able to do that. Yeah, but on the train is unrelated, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. On the train is unrelated. You're, you're steaming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just go, wee, I'm on a train. Yeah, this trip to Swindon is really stressful. <laughs> six cans of dark. Uh, uh, do you remember our uh, friend Mike uh, Michael? Um God rest his soul. He did the marathon, didn't he? And he bought yes. shoes just before he did it. Yes. Yeah. And of course, they rubbed the guts out of him. Yeah. So, like a quarter away from the marathon, he just decided to chuck his shoes into the Thames. No, no, it was in New York. He was the Hudson. What? <laughs> he was in. He was in America, he was in New York, and he threw his shoe, one shoe into the Hudson. And he actually walked over the line of the crutch. Because <laughs> obviously he had half the marathon left to run. So one foot was now <laughs> significantly more battered than the other. Oh, bless him. <laughs> uh, good work, good work. I love that impulsive level of like, ah, oh, bollocks. <laughs> Do you like, oh, this is... I know how we got to the man from running from here, I don't know. <laughs> but, 
it was my grandmother, Phyllis. Again, God rest her soul. And uh, she she said about she had this boyfriend Norman for a long time, was a really pompous old architect guy, and he was she said one time he went out to the club thing with his mates, you know, like the old Welsh club, you know, rugby club committee type stuff. And he must have got a bit too drunk. <laughs> he came home and she was in bed already reading. And he came in muttering to himself, clearly <laughs> pissed about something. Took his um took his brown suit off as he always wore, <laughs> took his vest off, and he took his huge wife and off <laughs> and opened the, the window and said, And you might well love them. <laughs> his pants out the window. <laughs> 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 Random banter. <laughs> Never established. What you you might as well have them. <laughs> and next morning, they were on the neighbours, really quite prestige free. And his daughter to get him down with a stick. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> from Danish marathon runners, I don't know how, I don't know how we went down that route, but, but you were the left. My grand's old boyfriend throwing wife runs out of a window for no logical or ever explained reason. Uh, uh, sorry, Sven. <laughs> <laughs> Trample off your achievements there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to give this Wikipedia article four and five. What are you going to give it to? Yeah, four and five. I'll give it. <laughs> God bless you, Sven. Well <laughs> done. You've done many marathons. More than I ever do. <laughs> have you ever thrown your pants out of a window? <laughs> you have. So you know, know your place. Well, Simon, before we go, uh, yeah. just one more thing. Peter Falk Budapest statue Google alert. Uh, we have, of course, a uh, running uh, Google search for Peter Falk Budapest statue. Uh, so we haven't checked for a while, but in the time since we last checked, we have had one hit. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, tell me the English. Is we have. I shall bring it up for you on the screen right now, if you are willing for that. Please. It is uh, a Guardian article uh, uh, about Colombo. Wow. Uh, a sweet, simple salt of the earth scruffball, why I love Colombo by okay. Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. That's what it says. Yeah. The the the, the film director. I uh, maybe. You might love Colombo, huh? Paul Verhoeven. I think it is him, actually, yes. The creator of Robocop. I uh, guess. Oh no, it's not. It's a different guy. Thank God. Oh, thank <laughs> God for that. Yeah. Oh, Christ alive. Yes. <laughs> oh, hell, it's a heart attack, I think. Yeah. We've been imploring people to create websites and all news to update this thing about Glenbo. <laughs> I think it's a Paul Verhoeven. It's a secret listener. <laughs> if he's our Bulgarian listener, you know. <laughs> My word. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to get your hopes up at all. You got me standard. Jesus Christ. Uh, Tell me about more about this nonsense. So basically, it's just an ode to Columbo uh, by someone else called Paul Verhoeven. Uh, But um, it's just a big space. I think it's coming to streaming services soon, to be nice for everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, She says, I somehow dodged Columbo growing up. During lockdown, people began to recommend this beloved crime series more than ever. 
like Simon did. But his cultural reach is staggering. Columbus has always been huge in Japan. Mm. In fact, the only place you can get the whole series on Blu-ray is in Japan. Not true. Where it's sold in an actual cigar box. Uh, on an unassuming, unassuming street corner in Budapest, there's a life-size statue of Columbo accompanied by his dog, Dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, actor Peter Falk was once asked by the US State Department to record a message for Romania in order to prevent riots there when the show ended. <laughs> he did it Romanian. Nice. So maybe that explains why the statue is there, because uh, Romania apparently loves Colombo, and uh, he intervenes. Yeah, but the statue's not in Romanian. This is Hungary. Of course, it's Hungary, yes. That's like, okay, disregard what I just said. Uh, <laughs> again, my geography is terrible. We've established this in the previous episodes. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's yeah. nice that he did try to uh, qualm yeah. uh, uprising in Romania. Well, maybe what? it's not nice. Who who had to tell him that? As in, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Fox, uh, just one, just one more thing before. <laughs> Can you please stop riots in Romania? <laughs> oh, oh, I'll try. <laughs> so, uh, it's also not true that um, the only place you can get the who says on Blu-ray is Japan because I've got it. In my house, so I live in Wales. Ah, but where did you get it from? Japan. <laughs> so yes, um, it's not really an update on the statue, it's just an acknowledgement that it exists and that Columbo had, or Peter Falk, as Columbo had a very, very big uh, outsized influence on popular culture, which is nice. Oh, well, great. I'm glad we got some news, Dean. Um, I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom of the squirrel thing. No, no. We okay. need you to speak to the artist directly. Yeah, I thought that uh, was conspicuous by his absence in that article. Then, mm, mm. I think you know, if you really care about Columbo, you'd you'd want to know about the squirrel, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they would, they would. Anyway, so I will keep monitoring the situation as it develops. Oh yeah, we'll keep an eye on this, listeners. Peter Falk Budapest statue Google alert. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye.